This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Yo, it's the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad in here. Me and Vlad, we gonna kick the Willie Bobo on about how to get up off your butt, get on your grind, stay in your shine, let people know how to get into you, you know what I'm saying, tell your story and all that good stuff, you know what I'm saying, get in the conversation. For the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon, crazy East Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo, my cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, you are in the conversation, and this is not Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad, the voice of your choice. Damian is on set shooting right now. And me and Vlad are home alone, about to take this thing to a new level. You know what I'm saying? So, on my left coast side, we got... El Capitán Vladimir Camaño, el Coronel, Profesor, Alcalde, y todas las cosas buenas que pasan en este mundo. Sí, sí, sí. Hombre. You drop a little. You know what I'm saying? Ya tú sabes. Got some bad hombres. Got some bad hombres. No doubt. <laughs> What's good on the West, man? What's good on the oh. West? West Coast is good, man. I'm currently in Santa Monica at uh, at my dear friend's house taping this uh, this podcast. Got sunshine. Weather is perfect right now. Um, I'm not missing that New York weather. How, how's the weather out there? Uh, it's, it's it's nice, man. It's a nice crisp fall day. You know what I'm saying? How it's supposed to be. It's ooh, New, New ooh. York City. What that look like when you say crisp fall day? That means 50 degrees. You know what I'm saying? Light work. You know what I'm saying? Sun shining got- real good. It's beautiful. Got a little jacket on. Got a little vest on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can't. Cosmopolitan I I, vest. I called my family and I was like, I don't know if I'm coming for the holidays this year because I, I don't know if I can deal with that cold anymore, Ellie. Ah, that's bullshit. I know. Well, you listen, know man, that's that cold bullshit. I, I said, I'm, I think I'm gonna fly my mom out here for the holidays for, uh, for Christmas. I that's, don't know. That's gonna be whack. Why is it gonna be whack? Because your mama gonna be like, yo, this don't feel like Christmas. What do you mean I don't feel like Christmas, man? It's going to be fucking cold. 70 degrees and shit, palm See, that's, trees. See, that's the New York talking. New York, New York is always suffering. I'm from Miami. Yeah, well, that's true, too. But Miami, New York is always Miami, on, only reason yeah. Miami feel like Christmas is because they play the OJs and, you know, all the old soul Christmas songs, you know what I'm saying, starting December 1st. So you get the feeling of Christmas, even though I don't celebrate yeah, like, Christmas, but you get the feeling of Christmas. It's funny, man, because the media makes it seem like Christmas is like this, you know, uh, all white Christmas snow holiday. New York Christmas is rough, man. That, that subway, the, the cold weather, it's gritty, man. I'm, this will be my first year um, out of New York for a, for a Christmas. So you don't even know how it's going to be. I have you, no idea. You might not like it. That's the thing. I'm, I think I want to experience it just to see. So. Just see what it feels like. That's what it is. You know, you know what I'm saying? Say that right there, because that's what it is. Um, Hello? Yeah, I'm here, brother. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. Um, so what else is going on? That, um, I uh, I don't watch a lot of baseball, dude, but I heard, uh, you know, uh, the Cubs are going up against Cleveland. Yes, sir. So the folks in Chicago are happy because I, I, apparently I don't watch baseball. I never watched a full right. game of professional baseball. But, you know, um, 
the folks, according to my Facebook timeline, the people in Chicago are happy. The, the Cubs fans from Chicago are ecstatic, but then they're mad that the, the White Sox fans are jumping on the bandwagon now that the, the Cubs are in the World Series. Apparently, the Cubs must be sorry. Um, it's funny, too, because I think in terms of teams, is it, is it just Chicago and New York that have two, two teams within the same city? No. Who else, Chris? Oh, there's more? Uh, Los Angeles Angels, the LA Dodgers, San Diego Padres. Um, there's another California team, I think, but there's a few. Okay. Yeah. Well, California is huge, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, California is a whole um, different conversation. But the Cubs, man, this, this, this feels good to me because it feels like it's two, um, you know, working class towns. You know what I mean? I think Chicago um, will be insulted. By what? Chicago is a world class city. It's world class, but it's a lot of you know, it's a lot of working class people out there though. I'm sure it's real working That's class why, people everywhere. I know, but like for example, the Yankees are <laughs> no, but like the Yankees aren't considered a working class team anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because there's so much money in that franchise. That's kind. That's kind of what I mean. Okay. Um. So this is like a nice. It's good. It should be a good series, man. The Cubs. Chicago hasn't been in the series for a long time, man. So this is exciting. So so Chris, is the are the Cubs considered the working class team out of the two White Sox in the in the Cubs? Uh, yeah, I would think so, and especially because they're they are such an underdog team that it mm-hmm. sort of gets that that default of like you know the working class like you really got to hustle you got to do your thing so right, 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 it's right. that type of vibe. Okay, and I think that, I think that comes. I mean, Chris, I could be wrong, but that comes like part and parcel with Chicago. Like if you look at the Chicago Bears when they won the Super Bowl, you know Mike Ditka. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, they absolutely. have this brand. They have this brand of like we're a working class town. Like it's a gritty you know, tough, tough sports existence. Yeah. Um, well, I think it goes with the weather. It gets <laughs> the weather too. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the windy. Um, is it cold in Chicago right now? I mean, I would assume if it's crisp in New York. Yeah. 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 Frigid in Chicago. What's the weather like in Cleveland right now, Ali? Uh, it's, it's probably, you know, same as Chicago. It's less wind. Right. Cleveland, what, though, Cleveland is on on to use your word on fleek. Yo, this if Cleveland <laughs> if Cleveland wins the world, I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be bananas in that city. Um, because I mean, it'd be a big win for them. It'd be huge. For sure, for sure. I mean, you know, coming off coming off the momentum, that'd be. I mean, it'd be excellent. And today is you know you got the the Indians in the World Series. You got the Cavs opening night tonight with the ring celebration. So yeah, I think it's tonight. It's tonight the first game of the World Series. I know, and I'm not talking about the World Series. I'm talking about of NBA basketball. No, I know, but it's tonight the first game. I'm just asking of the World Series. I don't know. I told you it's I tonight, Chris. Baseball. I'm looking it up right now. Sorry, man. I think it's tonight. So if you got if you got the first game tonight plus the ring ceremony, um, I mean this this World Series is start it started with a lot of momentum, man. I got to tell you, no doubt, man. So shit, man. You know, you you out there, you observing? Oh, it's the it's the first game of the World Series and opening night. Yeah. First yeah, game is in sick, Chicago. Uh, yeah, no, it's in Cleveland. So, oh, dude, and the first on, game man. in Cleveland for basketball too. Yeah. Damn, Cleveland dude, is it all is, the way it lit. Is tonight. Shout out to all my Cleveland people. Cleveland is all the way up tonight. I need to check in, get some of that. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, that winning energy on me. I thought I thought about you when because when I heard the news, I was like, I I was like, Cleveland's gonna be on ten. Yeah, it's on twelve. It's gonna be it's gonna be like lit, like super lit. 
Yeah, I need to Skype in or something. <laughs> <laughs> Skype in for the World Series. Hey, man. Let me talk FaceTime. To hey, FaceTime me in. Shit, now. If it's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't leave me out <laughs> on this momentous occasion. <laughs> I, I, I will say this about baseball, Ali. It's one of the few games where, um, because the pace of the game is so slow, um, I went to a Dodger game out here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And the pace is so slow. Like, it's actually, it's like a day out. Like, you could kick it with your friends. You could have a conversation because the action is so spaced out. And then you so, fuck around and miss something. Yeah, you could miss something. But in terms <laughs> of the pace, I know, right? Home you run. Waiting, wait three hours for something to happen. And you, mess around, <laughs> you mess around miss it. Chit-chatting um, and shit. Chit-chatting. And then the, so it was cool, man. I went to the Dodge game. I had great seats. And it was fun. Um, what does suck is, is the parking and the traffic when you get out. Yeah, but you in the Uber. Well, no, I, I went with some friends. Oh, with some friends. Okay. We, got, we had the, we had the car. Yeah. We had the little box seats, sky you, seats. You should, have, you should have went real LA and I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there, right? <laughs> just, 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 just tell me what time you're getting there. I'll yeah, be there fashionably. Yeah. I, I, I'll be there. <laughs> just, I'm going to be That's dropped. How I'm going to be driven and dropped <laughs> off at the front door. Oh, my God. It's a tax write off, though, Ali. It's a tax write off. Yeah, whatever. Let's not forget, man, because I am, I am going but, to business but, I mean, but for real, for real, man, you know what I'm saying? You know, you've been out there for a minute, you know what I'm saying, checking in from the West, man. And yeah. It, what is it really like? You know, you 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 know, you, you graze the surface and talk about, you know, your Uber travels and your, you know what I'm saying, your, your, your occasions. But what is it really like on a day-to-day to move from a city like New York to go to L.A. to get your grind on? You know what I'm saying? What's the grind like? I think um, the grind is as follows. It's a great question. What I've noticed is this. Number one is you don't know who you're talking to, and, and the, it's a small world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you got to be absolutely um, uh, committed to treating everybody with respect, kindness, and, uh, and decency. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't know who's talking, man. It's a small town, and recommendations and referrals are everything. Right. So I've learned that people are essentially your emissaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how a lot of the work comes by. You know, your agents are important, but it makes the agent jobs easier when a referral is in place. Um, and I've seen it happen in specific examples. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently got an audition because of a personal reference. Right. The audition went great, and then I got submitted to another casting agent who my agent found out was a fan of mine. So right. I don't know if it's going to lead anywhere, but the fact that that agency had that conversation and and I'm walking in with a different perception is because I, you know, I was, I had a good rapport with someone else. Um, the other thing I notice is things move very slow in Los Angeles. So when things pick up, they pick up, but when things right. aren't going, they move very slow. And, so and when you, things are slow, right? Right. You know, what, what, what are you thinking when, what's in your head in, in LA when shit is slow? It, this sounds crazy, man, but what I've found out is that you have to stay committed. Um, in other words, you got to set up a daily practice, which is either I'm going to get up every morning and write. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get up every morning and work out. I'm going to get up every morning and send emails to, to these bookers, to these to these cast, whatever, whatever it is. But you got to have a daily routine that shows commitment. So what's yours, man? Mine is I get up every morning. I do three things that I'm grateful for. So I'll say I'm grateful for X, Y, Z, and then I write for like half an hour to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is it th- things take time in LA, but 
If you do that every day, if you're committed, an opportunity will come about and the work you've put in on a daily basis will come to fruition. Okay. You know, somebody else, you know, I'll go into a development meeting and somebody else will say, hey, do you have any feature film ideas? Do you have any show ideas? And I go, boom, yeah, I've actually been working on this right here. Right. And it's been based on the fact that I've been writing every day. Right. You, you, ever, know, got up, to- you ever got up and just been lonely as fuck? Dude, that last week I almost broke down, man. I was so, uh, I had to call my manager up. I was like, yo, it's going so slow. I don't know what's going on. And, uh, you know, I vented a little bit. I was a little upset because, you know, I came from, a, I, I had taped a pilot. You know what I mean? Right. And then now I'm getting auditions and I'm going into develop meetings and I'm pitching shows, but nothing's been like, you know. You said, no, what? You taped a what? I shot a pilot last year. Right, right. And everybody, everybody here knows about this pilot. That so was then, the uh, impetus for you going to the West. Yeah. Yeah, so tell so, us what happened. What happened? Uh, you know, NBC uh, passed on the pilot. Okay. Um, for non-creative reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a lot of uh, different interests. And um, if they're looking for one-hour dramas, I was caught in an unfortunate situation in that a lot of the networks are not doing multi-camera comedies anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine was a multi-camera. And what is that? Um, mean? What's multi-camera means that it's on a set like Seinfeld, Friends, mm-hmm. um, Sanford and Son. It's four cameras, a live audience, right? Okay. Right, right, right. Um, the challenge is that right now the tastes, and again, it's all cyclical, but the tastes right now are veering towards single-camera comedies. Mm-hmm. So you have Blackish, you have Modern Family, um, you have Atlanta. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. They're all single-camera shoots. Okay. And the, that's that's where the trend is going. You know, Louis is single camera. Um, so multi-camera comedies are really hard to get picked up unless they already have a superstar attached like Kevin James on CBS or Matt LeBlanc on CBS. Right. So you got caught up in the trend. In a trend I got caught up in the trend. In a trend switch. Yeah. And, um, you know, Gerard, for example, Gerard's a multi-camera comedy. Mm-hmm. The show is critically acclaimed, but it's not doing commercially too well. Um so NBC uh, has the show, but they, you know they're, they're they're keeping it because it's it's critically acclaimed, you know. Right. But commercially, it hasn't been, it hasn't had the best ratings. Right, right, right. Um, so the pilot gets shot, um, and you know, it was disappointing. Right. And uh, I kind of retreated a little bit, and what I did was. I basically took that pilot and I used it as a reel for my acting work. Mm-hmm. And I used it as a, it's my it's my writing sample. You know, I'm with the Writers Guild now. Right. So I used that to get myself into development meetings um, to meet different showrunners and pitch a couple other shows for this cycle. No doubt. What is what I'm doing? And I took the money I had and I invested it in in uh, you know living expenses and um, uh, wardrobe and other stuff like that to and, get myself and, moving out here. And you took a big step to move out that motherfucker. Yeah, you man. Came back home. I could have came back home. You know what I'm saying? I could have so, came back home. So, you know, there's no, there's no motherfucking shame in investing in yourself, man. Exactly, dude. So. Um, and, and again, it's like, it is, it is the next step. It is the next step, man. Like, the people I'm meeting out here, like, it is the next step. I'm, I'm building relationships that I just wouldn't be able to have in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've accessed a whole different side of myself, you know. It's, it's been a personal, personal growth project, like. It's been good, man. I, I've matured a lot. You know, I've learned patience. I've learned uh, the benefit of working when nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. You know, I've learned that there's, there's, a, there's a different way to live. You know, there's other things to do with yourself and occupy your time. So, it's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed, man. 
70 degree Christmases and shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> nah, that, yeah, I mean, man. you know what I'm saying? It's, that's, that's, you know, I think that's one thing that we haven't talked about on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like it was here and then it went away. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we stopped talking about it. But, you know, I think it was very important for, for you to uh, actually drop that down because I, I don't think I, I even heard that story, you know what I'm saying, on a personal note, off the mic. So appreciate you sharing. And, you know what I'm saying, I know that's, you know, that's something close and near and dear to your heart. So, you know. Yeah, it was man. tough, man. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm working on redeveloping it, actually. So. Yeah, man. You know, it don't stop. Yeah, I'm working on redeveloping it as a single camera show now. Yeah, because, you know, it should, you know, we was talking about things getting slow. And, you know what I'm saying, you being out in a space where you kind of isolated, you know what I'm saying? I know out here in New York, shit gets slow for me. I know to start moving around, you know what I'm saying, for me. Because in New York, you could you could end up in a in a restaurant, in a bar, at the bar with, you know what I'm saying, with deal makers and with, with people who, who are doing things on a global scale on a Tuesday afternoon, you know what I'm saying? Right. And just, and there's no... Like not unlike LA, you don't have to drive there and valet and you know what I'm saying, have a certain whatever to go to the 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 nice, you know what I'm saying, restaurant, the the expensive restaurant. You don't have to pull up in the Bentley with the valet. You know what I'm saying? You could roll up off the train and be in the same spot with, with everybody else for the most part. You know what I'm saying? You know what's funny, man? I was listening to a JB Smooth podcast mm-hmm. and JB Smooth said that he loves going to parties because he sees where in the business he's moving currently. Mm-hmm. So if he gets invited to a certain party and so and so is there, he's like, oh, okay, this is where I'm at. <laughs> like he gauges what party he's at based on where he's at in in terms of momentum in his career. Right, right, right. Which I thought was interesting because I, you know, I'm not a big party dude. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't think I do well. I told you this. I'm not. I don't right. do well. But I, I, I do see the value in that now. Like, I got invited to a. I think it was like a Comedy Central party here in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was funny who I knew and who knew me. And after listening to JB's podcast, like, oh, I see what he's saying. Right. I mean, it's definitely the invite list. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and sometimes you don't end up on that motherfucking list. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you are uninvitable to certain right. things. You know what I mean? But with work, you know, you can create, you know, a space for yourself to to get back your relevance Get back in people's faces. Get back to a space where people want you around. You know what I'm saying? People want you at the event. It's 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 beneficial to the event to have you there, and that's that's really the key to to all of this. You know what I'm saying? As far as when it comes to being in the right places and the right on the right scene, it's you know what's so powerful about that, Ali, about what you're saying mm-hmm. is that what you're talking about is what I was talking about earlier about that commitment piece. Mm-hmm. Because it's so easy to get caught up, caught up in being bitter, mm-hmm. and caught up in not working, and caught up in in who's getting what and who's not getting what. Mm-hmm. That you forget that as long as you keep your focus on working, you keep creating value for yourself. Right, and and you're, and you're right. People keep seeing that. You're right. You're hundred percent right. But your work has to speak to people in a way that drives them to you, that that draws right. them to you. You know what I'm saying? Your work has to be your magnet. You know what I'm saying? Right. Your work has to say. Hey, not only look at me and I made some cool stuff and, and and I'm smart. It has to say, shit, look at what the fuck Vlad doing. I want to be a part of that shit. Who, who, right. You know who is it, who is his representation? We need to man call that call Vlad, man. 
That's that's what you want. You want people to be able to say, we need him in our room to make our room a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? And that's the goal of 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 moving about in throughout this game. You know what I'm saying? Like we can make smart stuff that we like, but it has to have an element that draws other people into it. And I think that comes from now. Do you think that comes from the artist's personal vision? Personal vision. It, it could be, you know, what I'm saying, personal ambition. It could be, you know, wanting to win. You know, what I'm saying, because you could write, 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 and if you're just writing for yourself, that's not you're not creating a product. You know, what I'm saying, right? We in a we in the business of entertainment, so you have to create a product that 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 people could actually be involved with and and latch on to or be entertained by when you get up on the stage people came to the stage to the comedy show to fucking laugh they didn't come to just you know kick it with you and shit you know what i'm saying they wanted they came to laugh so no matter what you do you got to get up there and make them laugh one and then embrace the whole scene of i'm here to make you laugh you know what i mean and i think the important thing is too man like when you're watching other artists work to see what's going on in the scene, mm-hmm. it's important to watch other artists work with an eye for inspiration and not an eye for hate. Damn, why would you have an eye for hate? What happens is, <laughs> and I've seen this, in, I've seen this in a lot of artists do. Like, what happens is, a lot of dudes will watch other guys to see how they got on, mm-hmm. and they look at it like, "Oh, I can't believe how so and so got on, but I didn't get on." You know what I mean? Right. As opposed to watch, taking, taking a difference, like I, I try to watch comedy now with the eye of like, let me see, let let me see what this guy's where he's coming from, as opposed to like walking into it trying to hate on it. Right. And I walk into it going, what like there's something in here that can inspire me, a little piece, maybe a soundbite, maybe the maybe the way they moved, maybe maybe the way they said something, maybe something about the way they put the piece together. Like that's how you have to approach people's work so that you can then be inspired and put work that the kind of work you're talking about where people could see it and go, Oh shit. You know, he's really putting right. something together. But see the, the audience, they don't give a fuck about none of that. They shit. They don't, they, they don't, care. they don't, they don't. All your right. process and all that. You know what I'm saying? Let me see inspiration. They came to laugh, man. Right. And whatever you're doing is people that, that came for a certain thing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a comedian, but I am very guilty of just making shit. Cause I want to make it. You know what I'm saying? And but the shit that I do that wins is is it has an element of everybody involved. Like, hey, I'm not making this for me. I'm making this for all of us. You know what I'm saying? Check this shit out. I thought it was cool. I think you think it would be cool. Well, the yeah. crazy thing is that you're currently working on a project like that, aren't you? What's which one? Where you're the sub? Where you 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 are the object of the? Of the oh piece? well, you know what I'm saying. I'm working on quite a few projects like that, but most recently. I did a photo shoot. That's what I was talking about. I did a photo shoot. And it's uh it's one for for you know like my my one sheet, my you know what I'm saying, my pitch deck, uh you know, whole, whatever I'm promoting my social medias, all that shit for promotional stuff. But, you know what I'm saying, I am almost never the subject, you know what I'm saying, of a shoot. I'm always setting up a shoot and I'm always shooting people. And this time I was the subject, so it was it was very weird for me, you know what I'm saying, to be on the flip side of it and to see how that fucking feels, you know what I'm saying? And, right. And of course I handled this all good, you know what I'm saying, but there were times where it was weird, 
You know what I'm saying? Because I had I had my man Alberto Vargas, who you know what I'm saying is one New Yorker, dope street for dope uh, photographer um, out here in New York City. Uh, he works with another dope photographer, Antoine Verglas. That's why I met him. You know what I'm saying? And um, I hired him to do my shoot. And so I had him shooting, and then I had my son shooting behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Are you serious? Yeah, my, so my son. Which was, one? Which one? My, the my, old, my, the older my, one? Yeah, my 16 year old. So he was shooting behind the scenes. So basically, that's I, dope. You know what I'm saying? So I was doing it around Bed Stuy in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Hitting some spots that I usually hit, and you know what I mean? And just getting some like day in the life type shit, right? That's so, dope, man. So the first spot we go to, you know, we go to Sincerely Tommy, which is pretty much, you know what I'm saying, low key for the most part, you know what I'm saying? I figured it'll be quiet. They have some nice, uh, nice furniture in there. You know, the decor is, you know, off the chain. You know, Kai do a thing over there, but nice art, nice furniture. So I was going to go in there and just do my shit. We get there. This motherfucking shit is crowded. <laughs> and it's jumping. It's like welcome, welcome to life. Like welcome what the to fuck? Life. I thought it was gonna be just chill. Now nah, we roll up in there. It's crowded. Everybody trying to get their coffee. And I roll up in this motherfucker with two cameras shooting. They they not they not being. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm kind of diplomatic when I step into the spot. You know what I'm saying? Make sure everything cool. And then start. Nah, man. They was firing right off the rip. I'm like, oh shit. So I, you know what I'm saying? I already felt kind of a little self-conscious because I'm up in the spot. It's crowded. You know what I'm saying? Just Bogart in the space doing this shoot. But you know what I'm saying? Warmed up, you know what I'm saying? We got it done. And it was it was all good. It, you know what I'm saying? The shots came out dope. So um one of the things that I did realize though is like, you know, when I'm shooting like with models and Especially when you're shooting behind the scenes and you're trying to get those moments that count. A lot of times, a lot of the action that you get is after the shoot is is like between sets when everything's supposed to be down and then you start capturing shit. But, you know what I'm saying? I actually got to feel how it felt to think you're down, but then still have cameras shooting at you. And this shit felt crazy, man. What do you mean it felt crazy? It felt it felt it felt what? Like tell me a little more about that. What you mean? Because it's like, all right, cool, we done. But then you still you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, damn. Or you having a conversation with a regular person that has nothing to do with the shoot. And then, you know, my son, he just jumps up. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> but it was cool, man. It was cool. Once once I saw the the thing is, is like once you see the images and the imagery, you start you you actually learn more about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like I didn't know how I look when I stand a certain way. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. Right. I, I knew I had a black ass walk, but <laughs> when I see it on film, I got a black ass walk, man. I'm, I walk like a black man. Like I mean, That's it's, it's County, no, it's no mistake. This dude, That's Miami, is, baby. this dude is black. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a wide, taking up a lot of space. You know what I'm saying? I walk out, I walk out, I walk out personality. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Do I walk that big? Like, you know what I'm saying? I walk out. <laughs> That's so, ridiculous. So, you know, it was, it was weird to kind of see that, but you know what I'm saying? 
but it's also great to be aware and know, you know what I'm saying, what your presence actually looks like. So you can either correct or, you know what I'm saying, or, you know, tone down. But right now, you know what I'm saying, I, I get it. I'm I uh, I get why I get why people look a certain way when I come into a certain space sometimes. <laughs> what was the uh what was the inspiration for the project? We were talking about earlier about the well, kind of work you do. Like what made you what made you do this one? Because I have to I have to turn my business up, you know what I'm saying? It's like I've gotten to a certain space, you know, via word of mouth, via, you know what I'm saying, my clients telling other clients. And you know, it's comfortable space, but I need to go to the next space. I need to go to the space where I want to be, not where, you know what I'm saying, where I'm just at. So in order to do so, I got to kind of take myself out of my comfort zone and do things to promote what I'm doing, to push what I'm doing a lot further. Because, I, you know, one, you see other people, you know what I'm saying, taking their careers further and... I, I'm not no hater, no shit like that. But it's like, well, goddamn, I need to do some of that shit as well because shit, right, right, y'all right. not finna leave me back here. Even though I could, I could outthink the game. I know how to get to a spot before the spot there. That's that's my gift. You know what I'm saying? I know how to I know how to see on the horizon and get to a spot and be there. So I don't think I'll ever not be relevant until I you know I, I give it up. But I need to create relevance in the present, in the right now, in the in the element of here we are. You know what I'm saying? So, right. So basically, I'm I'm taking that that initiative to kind of do things to to have the tools to make myself move further. And when somebody asks, you know, who is this guy, and they look it up, they can actually see the imagery that I want them to see, as opposed to just what's there. You know what I'm saying? Because for so long, it's just been, okay, that's what's there. So our question, Ali, is like, see, for a comedian, like, when I when I get similar inklings, like, I got to drive my business up, I'll shoot a sketch or I'll put some stand-up up. Uh-huh. And my platform is like YouTube. And, you know, and then I'll put it, I'll put the clip on Facebook. And I'll, I'll, put, I'll put snippets on Instagram. And then I'll, I'll, send, it, I'll send it to uh, people in the business that I know, like casting agents. Like, hey, you know, shot this new thing. Why don't you take a look at it? Right, right, right. When you, when you put these photos out. What is your distribution cycle like? Like, what does it look like for you to educate people that you did this new piece? Well, the photos are not the project. The photos are not okay. the product. You know what I'm saying? The photos are just, you know what I'm saying? That's that's just a, a ride along. You know what I mean? The videos that we do are the products. You know what I'm saying? The the store, the the shows that we're shooting are the product. The business that we do with ad agencies, that's the product. But. Myself as a product, myself as a brand, has nothing out there. You know what I'm saying? I've I've never pushed myself as a brand, as a you know what I'm saying, as a definitely not as a personality. So this is an effort to kind of invest in myself and and get you know what I'm saying people to understand my swag, my feel, my vibe. You know what I'm saying in the way that I envision it, as opposed to my cell phone selfies and shit. Right. You know what I mean? I do this shit all the way. Like, you know what I mean? It's funny because what I've learned out here in Los Angeles is that, you know, the this, this situation is so competitive mm-hmm. that um, it's just so, like you're saying, it's so important to educate people about you. You know right. what I mean? Like you're saying about your brand. Like, I was working at a club recently and, uh, you know, I started working there. Working at how? Desp- uh, so it's a club in Los Angeles, a comedy club in Los Angeles it's called the, it's called the Ice House. Mm-hmm. Great club, you know, and, uh, the person didn't know about me, you know what I mean? Even, even though I've done a few things, 
mm-hmm. he didn't know about me. So the the so what I had to do is I had to educate the person on me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think there's different ways to do that, but you know, it's like you got you got to assume sometimes that people don't know nothing about you. Well, you know what I'm saying, and and you got to assume that people don't know the right things about you. They don't know the current exactly. shit. About you, you know what I'm exactly. saying? A lot of people exactly. a lot of people know know you for some old shit, you know what I'm saying? Know you for some shit you used to do. And and I've been through those phases, you know what I'm saying? I I cycled through those phases when I left Vibe, you know what I'm saying? The the whole cycle was to get people to stop calling me for Vibe shit, you know what I mean? And start calling right. me for my shit. I felt like it was a success when my phone rang 100% for the shit that I was doing. You know what I'm saying? That was like, okay, bet. You know what I mean? And it wasn't the same people. It wasn't the people that I used to do business with. It was new people. But when my phone rang, it was for the shit. I knew there was money for me, not some shit that I, you know what I'm saying? Some old shit that it ain't for me no more. You know what I mean? So, it's, so yeah, because yeah, cause I, I don't even look at the word promoting the same way I used to. Like, I don't see promoting as promoting. I see promoting as educating. Right. I'm educating people on me as opposed to because promoting to me, I think it, for me at least, it carries the connotation of like style glitz. You know what I mean? Right, and and it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, There's no shame. nothing wrong with that. There's ain't no shame right. in that shit. But it's just like it's just like with anybody else, man. JB Smooth or any, like, you know, any of your your rappers or anything like that. When you know what I'm saying, they put out a single that's letting you know that hey, I'm back. I'm up in here. You know what I'm saying? We ready to cycle through this. Book me. You know what I mean? That's that means all that. That means uh, let's get, let's get the money moving. And I have to implement these same types of uh, tactics that that say. Hey, we here. We on our new shit. Let's get the money moving. Call over here. You know what I'm saying? Get them. You know what I'm saying? Let's get the invoices going. You know, and and that's what I got to do now is take the invoice game and pump that shit up to where I'm in a place where I want to be, where I'm where I'm actually happy to be, and I'm not not happy right now. It's just that you know, it's places I want to go. Yeah, and then just educating people that you know that's that's where you're at. Letting yeah. people know you just got to tell you got to tell your own story, man. You know what I mean? I know we be here and we we talk a lot about things. We talk about people that's in the conversation, and you know sometimes you got to tell your own story, man. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Because nobody ain't been sitting around just writing your biopic. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's sitting around writing your biography and shit. You know what I'm saying? You have to be obsessed with your own fucking story. You know what I'm saying? And what you're doing to create that story and not just fucking telling a story to tell a story because you want to be get some likes on the social media. You got to tell and your I, story to move your your needle, move your business, move your products. And that's what I think, you know, because I, I look for guys to do that well. And I love the way Kevin Hart does it. Mm-hmm. Kevin's very savvy about educating you about who he is and where he's at and mm-hmm. where he's going. Right. You know, um, how was that event, by the way? Because I know you went to a screening of his. Oh, it was dope, man. He was um, he was doing the screening for his movie, the uh, stand up, the stand up special, the stand up. Yeah, movie. what now? What now? And he was doing three screenings in that day in three different cities. So basically, he came to New York, flew to Philly, then flew to D.C. and did three screenings in one night. So you know what I'm saying? And he made a point for you to know that that's what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? He didn't like, 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 like he repeated it saying, "Hey, I'm doing these cities." Well, he, he let you it. know, like, "Hey, you right, know what I'm right, right. These cities are important to me, and you know, I'm gonna do three cities in one day and let everybody know that I'm gonna be there just because these cities are important to me." 
But you know what I'm saying? At the same time, he doing three cities so he get that the talk value up in one time in one day and and, and get it cracking. And then he don't have to do that shit the next day. Yeah, you know he's, he don't have to waste brilliant. three days doing shit he could do in one day. He's brilliant, man. No, so he really is. You got to tap into your inner Kevin Hart. You know what I'm saying? And figure absolutely, it out. absolutely, you know I mean? absolutely, man, absolutely, absolutely. Some guys are masterminds at that. Just they're really, really good at uh, at educating people. Like it's weird who you who, like, how how you get educated on people because I was with a friend of mine in the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had just happened to put up put on the salon job, right? And she put this song. I think it's called "Cranes in the Sky." Yep. And mind you, all I know about Solange is the elevator. That's all I know about it. Well, now you know. And dude, I'm in that car, and I was like, "Yo, who is this?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, it's Solange." And then it proceeded to tell me everything about her, and I was like, "Oh, I had no idea. That's who she was, and that's what she had done." Well, Solange made a masterpiece album, man. You know what I'm it saying? It was it's just great. I mean, you know, I only I only like two songs, but I I just got the album and I'm I'm thoroughly impressed, man. No, I mean it's it's right there in the pocket. You know, what I mean, we think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but you know, what I'm saying I think it just has a lot of um, her content is great, but then the music that's that's being played is very very grounded. You know what I'm saying? So it makes the album that much more better than it's not it's not all over the place or it's not, you know, these like, you know, disjointed. It's is it's consistent all the way through as far as the storyline, as far as the content, as far as the perspective, which is the most important part. And again, like what we're talking about is ironic because in that album, she gets to tell her story the way she wants to. And and because the music is good and because she brought in Master P and her pops and her moms to to kind of kind of add to the story it's compelling and you sit there and you listen to it then the elevator piece just becomes more her folklore like shit she whooped Jay ass damn that made a dope album that made a dope album at the same at the same <laughs> damn time at the same damn time <laughs> yeah go ahead salon you going to drink some brown liquor to her, you know what i'm saying <laughs> but it was so funny because that you know I, at that point I was educated on her. I was like, okay, wow, you know. Um, and it took a person in the car, you know, to me to learn that and to listen to a piece. But it was like, to your point, her work was put out in a way that I was like, wow, okay, let me let me take an interest in this person. Um, but, but she made so, she made content that was dope that people are selling it for. People are telling her story for. Like we just, I just gave you three minutes on Solange. And then right. now, like, for, like with the photos you did, like, if somebody sees a photo and they see one, they just look, happen to look one, like, what, what is this? This is dope. You know what I uh, mean? They're going to they be like, who the fuck is this? That's all it takes. You know that's what all I'm it saying? takes, though. Cur- cur- that, curiosity. That's, that's goes, what this yeah. shit going to be. It's going to be like, well, yeah. who, who is this guy? Who is this dude with this you know black walk? Black, dude, that black ass walk. Good God. Somebody tell me who the hell this is. Like, who is this black motherfucker here? Nah, man, that shit tripped me out because you know. Yo, let me ask you a question: Does your son walk like you? Because I now nah, I think I my it, I think my sure? son walk, walks more like this is my my wife's family. Okay, all right. Yeah, they they have a different kind of walk. My shit is is uh is I don't know where I get this walk from. Because every time I see a father and son walk, I've seen it a couple times in New York. I I kind of follow them, like you know, I, I just happen to be behind them, mm-hmm. and you'll see that the son walks exactly like the pops. Yeah, yeah, my, my, you know what I'm saying? Nah, my son walks a little different than me. He built up different than me. 
So I think I think he got his body side from from my wife family. You know what I'm That's saying? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's all good. I'm about to take him um, to visit colleges now. That's what. That's the new season with him. Oh, where's he going? Is he going to New England, down south, west coast? No way, going yet. But we going to Howard next week to Uh-oh, walk okay, the campus. Okay. You know what I'm saying? See what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm you know I'm pulling in, pulling all my strings. You know, when I was a kid, when I, I said I, when I grow up, I want to be somebody that could pull strings. Because when you hear about, when your parents are always talking about, yeah, such and such pull some strings and it happened, that person always was the important motherfucker in the conversation. Oh, he is, he gets all the credit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That motherfucker is, is the man. He gets all the credit. So when I, I said, when I grow up, I want to be able to pull strings. And uh, <laughs> so I'm pulling all the strings to, uh, you know, get them to see the real value of the campus and all that shit. And I, you know, wherever we go, I'm gonna try to pull whatever strings I got to, you know, give them the best, the best. What about uh, what about Fam You? Taking them down there at some point? We were supposed to go for homecoming, but um, my wife didn't want to travel on her birthday, and and you know, I got actually picked up some work with BET, so I was shooting, so I didn't make it to nowhere. I was gonna, and when we didn't go to Fam, I was gonna just go to Howard for homecoming since it's right down the road, but I got the BET joint, and it was like, okay, I'm good. No, Where does um does he have any um does he have any uh, uh favorites in in his mind that he he's well, he has to? a list but uh, you know what I'm saying when you when you're 16 years old you know what I'm saying sometimes not all six some some kids are very mature and very aware of what's happening and shit sometimes you know what I'm saying you're not you're not making the best decisions based on the the best reason I like when I chose my colleges I didn't have no parental intervention and shit. I chose my colleges for the wrong reasons and shit. You know what I'm saying? Not that right, I right, chose right. wrong or bad, but it was not for the reasons you were supposed to choose college for. You know what I'm saying? I the first college, my first choice was Howard. I applied in my fucking eleventh grade, got accepted. Blah blah blah. That's where I was going, and I only applied there because one of the finest girls in the school. Blah blah blah. She went to Howard. She was older than me. She was like in the twelfth grade when I was in the tenth. And she was going to Howard. I'm like, well, shit, if she going to Howard, that sounds like a place for oh, me. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it sounds like a place for me. Because if that she booty, there, that booty, hey, that booty had me like. <laughs> hey, listen, that sounds like a good place. <laughs> oh, man. So I wasn't, I wasn't choosing schools for the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? Even though it works out in the end, but. You know, I know he's he's just choosing the stuff off paper. He doesn't he doesn't understand the the culture. He doesn't understand how you know what happens. You know what I'm saying? The process and none of that yet. So that's what these tours are all about. So they could get to see what it is and what they actually you know applying to and trying to signing that signing up. You know what I'm saying? Our money to. <laughs> and then um. It, I- as an alumni of FAMU, is there some kind of like incentive? Like, is there a discount on tuition? Is there anything? No, 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 no. But you know, there's no no discount on tuition. But you know, what I'm saying since my my parents, my parent, my pop still live in Florida. You know, what I'm saying out there, yeah, he could get that in state, which would be which would be a help. But you that's know, that's a great look. <laughs> so you know, it, it it'll be it'll be fine, man. We figure it out, man. So wherever you choose, I'm sure he'll be fine. But you know, we trying to. Trying to get them to see the differences, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, the, with with me, who knows? It's like, okay, what's the difference between, you know, what I'm saying, okay, Howard, Fam, some of the top black schools, and then 
you know, the plethora of, you know, uh, majority schools. You know what I'm saying? What's the difference there? You know what I mean? What's the what's the the uh the culture gonna be like? What's the college experience gonna be like? What you know what I'm saying? What is the return on the dollar gonna be? You know? So you had to put all those things into play and see how it works out. Dope, man. So Dope, you know, dope, dope. But that's it, man. I know you gotta get up out of here, so let them yeah, know. Yeah, I gotta run be. out, man. Yeah. Where you gonna be? I will be at the Ice House this Thursday. I will be at um, Friday. I think I'm at the Ha Ha Cafe. And then Saturday, I'm at the Comedy Magic Club. The Ice House, you said you was working there. You working as a comedian or you working, working? No, as a comedian. As a comedian. Okay. Doing spots. Yeah, I mean, doing stand-up. It sounded like you was, you know what I'm saying, busting dishes or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm working as a comedian. I'm doing, I'm doing, you know, I'm on the stage telling, telling these jokes. That's what's up, man. Shit, I'm going to be out here, man, in these streets, man. Catch me, Thorough TV, on the snap. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Muhammad on the Instagram. I'll be down D.C. November 4th. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Shoot some stuff with the Beauty Box. Shout out to Tasha Turner. And shit, we out of here, man. So tell a friend to tell a friend. And even, or even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.